Hello, it's Sebastian. Thank you for being here. So today I'm going to be talking about antidepressants and some information about them, but then also some misconceptions about them, because I think that there is a huge stigma around taking antidepressants or antipsychotics or really any medication meant for psychological disorders. I won't go into a ton of detail on this just because it's not it's not necessary to know the science behind antidepressants to understand what they do, I guess. So there's basically five types of antidepressants. The main one are selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors or SSRIs. These are the most often prescribed and work for a lot of people. They have low chances of side effects and generally are pretty safe to take at higher dosages. This includes sertraline, which is the one that I take, um, also known as Zoloft. And the basics of this is that uh, SSRIs increase the number of neurotransmitters that helps neurons communicate with each other. And having more neurotransmitters helps with depression for whatever reason. And then you have SNRIs, which are serotonin and norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors. Uh, you've tricyclic antidepressants, which are only prescribed if you aren't responding to other ones really, because they have more potential side effects. The last ones are monoamine oxidase inhibitors, or MAOIs. And these have a lot of interactions with foods and other medicines, and also can have pretty serious side effects, so they're less often prescribed but they actually prevent neurotransmitters and synapse from being broken down. So antidepressants are not only prescribed for depression. For me specifically, like I got prescribed Zoloft for OCD and generalized anxiety. And so it's not always about just depression. The first idea that I think is a stigma around antidepressants is that the happiness that you feel if you take them will be fake. And this idea that like, I don't want to lose who I am. And I've experienced this and I understand it, that sometimes it is hard to separate mental illness from who you actually are. Trying to draw that line between what is depression and what is my actual emotions, what is anxiety and what is my emotions is a very hard line to draw. And I understand the idea that it may feel as though you're losing some part of yourself by starting antidepressants, but it's not that it's going to immediately give you false happiness and then you're just going to be happy forever. It just gives you the capability to be happy. And so even when taking antidepressants, you'll still be sad sometimes, you'll still be angry sometimes, you'll still feel negative emotions because um, it's not just like a happiness pill. I like to think of it almost as like a hallway. And so you have a hallway of all these different emotions and you can open all the doors, you can access all these doors, whatever emotion you're feeling. There's one that is this like very strong positive emotion and you just don't have the key. And so yeah, it's there, you just can't get in. And so antidepressants are just giving you the key to that room. It's giving you the key to accessing these positive emotions that previously you couldn't literally because of your brain chemistry. Like with diabetes, if your body has a problem producing insulin, you take insulin. If your body has a problem producing serotonin, it shouldn't be looked at any differently because you take medicine to help you produce serotonin or retain serotonin. The quote that I think applies to a lot of medicines is, you know, better living through chemistry. And it's like, listen, if, if we've come this far and this benefits me and I can afford it, why not? Like it, it makes sense.
And there are a couple kind of common side effects, common interactions with antidepressants, but generally with SSRIs, which are the most often prescribed, there aren't really a ton of interactions they have to worry about. The only one for me is actually grapefruit juice, which is weird, but actually the science behind it, I watched a SciShow video on it, is that grapefruit juice has a compound that interacts with an enzyme in your small intestine, which makes your body absorb more of the medicine than you naturally would, or like deactivates it so it doesn't do its thing. And so like the juice deactivates the enzyme and messes with the amount that you should have in your blood. And it's just confusing, but very interesting. And I'll put a link to the video that I watched in the description because it was actually pretty cool. So that's just convenient. But sometimes I'll be like, oh, a grapefruit. And then I'll be like, I shouldn't eat this grapefruit <laughs> because it's an actual thing. Um, and so interestingly, I think, you know, when you're watching TV and like the, the commercial for, for whatever medicine comes up, especially if it's an antidepressant and they're like risk of increased suicidal thoughts or whatever. And you're like, I don't know, that seems kind of counterintuitive. I feel like antidepressants shouldn't have that as a side effect. SSRIs are required by the FDA to have a black box warning, which is basically like almost like the most extreme of labels that you could have. And it's true that there could be an increase. I didn't experience it personally, or at least I don't remember experiencing it. But in the long run, it's going to decrease suicidal tendencies because of overall improved mood. And also don't let fear of this one side effect or really any side effect stop you from discussing antidepressants with your doctor. And when you start, for me, I was kind of like slowly introduced to it with like 25 milligrams, 50, and I stayed on 50 for a really long time um, until recently, because actually OCD responds to a higher dosage than like anxiety, but I wasn't aware of that. And so you'll be monitored pretty closely for worsening depression and anxiety and like take those like surveys with your doctor. And if you're considering medication one, that's nothing to be ashamed of. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that your emotions aren't real. It doesn't mean that you're weak. There is courage behind reaching out for help. And so if you would consider talking to your doctor about this, I encourage you to find a doctor, even if a psychiatrist is separate from your primary, find a doctor where you feel as though you're in control of the situation. Because I went through my general practitioner, doctor person for years, and she didn't really give me the space to talk about like how I was doing with my mental health. And so we just stayed on this low dosage for like three years. So then after a while, I got a new psychiatrist through a series of events. And she was like, yeah, it seems kind of weird that you've been on such a low dosage for such a long time. Like, seems like someone should have realized that wasn't working. You shouldn't have to convince your doctor of mental health. Find a doctor who believes you. Find people who believe you, period. Like, just, it's not something that you should be accused of faking or anything like that. And the thing about antidepressants is one doesn't work for everybody. It's just, it's like allergy medicine. Like if you take an allergy medicine and it gives you really bad side effects or it just doesn't work, that doesn't mean you just have to suffer with allergies for the rest of your life. Like, no, talk to your doctor, try different ones until you find one that works very well or has no side effects or has manageable side effects and go with that. Like it's no one cures all. Um, 
I just happened to find one, the first one I tried that worked super well for me and I'm just lucky with that. Additionally, because SSRIs change the level of serotonin, there are dangers with serotonin syndrome that is kind of like if your body has too much serotonin. Um, and also because of kind of the reliance that you build up, there are significant withdrawal symptoms. So don't just like try to go off it without your doctor's instruction and or assistance with that. And at the end of the day, antidepressants aren't a cure-all. You know, you, you aren't gonna have depression one day, go on antidepressants and two months later you're cured. You know, combine it with therapy. Um, and I had a point where my psychiatrist was like, yeah, you could increase your dosage 25 more milligrams, but learning more skills in therapy will be significantly more impactful and more useful in your journey. So I was like, great, we'll hold off on the 25 and see how I progress. And like, it turned out fine. So try to combine it with something because at the end of the day, therapy or building these coping mechanisms and skills in therapy will have a significantly bigger impact in your mental health than an antidepressant would. The last thing I want to talk about is the fact that some people think that antidepressants are just placebo and that the the change in emotions you feel after you start taking them is only because you started taking them so now you like think you don't have depression anymore, which isn't true. And a lot of them cite a study that was in I believe 2008 it was a meta-analysis of you know they had a control group that took a placebo pill and they had a group that took this antidepressant and they were like oh well only a slightly larger group with the antidepressants had a positive response to it so it must be placebo but there were a couple flaws with this study one was that everyone was given the same dosage and so with any mental health thing and a lot of physical health things like your dosage is going to change depending on the severity of your depression or anxiety or whatever other factor. And so one, they were all given the same dosage. It was a pretty low dosage, so it's no surprise that not all of them responded to it well. Two, the study only lasted four to eight weeks, so it didn't last long enough for the effects to truly kick in and be sustainable because like I experienced that where like as soon as I started I was like great I feel great now and you're like no that's just placebo because it's definitely not gonna kick in within three days but after the like six to eight weeks of it starting to like normalize the levels like any medicine like then you'll start to actually feel it so I just thought that was interesting where you're like um yeah you're trying to cite this scientific thing as like a reason why these drugs don't actually work, but like there were a lot of flaws in the way that study was conducted. So don't just cite the results, like look at the research, because sometimes research has problems. Uh, and I'll put I'll put the sources for stuff that I mentioned in the description if you want to do further further research on that. But that's kind of that's just that's that's the topic for today. And I just, you know, better living through chemistry, whether or not you're someone that takes antidepressants or is considering taking them or thinks you'll never take them. It's nothing to be ashamed for. And I think that that is a con it's a continuation of the stigma around mental illness, that there isn't a problem that it's all in your head. Yeah. Um, yeah. Duh. Uh, but that there aren't any actual like there's no proof or you're faking it or what have you, but you have a right to 
get treatment, whether that be just bringing it up with your doctor or trying to find a therapist or whatever, you know, there's no shame in taking antidepressants or other medications to help with mental health. Mental health should be prioritized the same as physical health. They're both very important and can drastically change the quality of your life. And I've discussed this before, but I think that the time that you really need to be reaching out, whether it be with anxiety or depression is when it is significantly impacting your ability to go about your day. And so if you have such severe social anxiety that you don't leave your house because you're so anxious about being around other people, that's when you reach out. If you're like, hmm, I wonder why I was in bed for 48 hours straight, that is not a normal teenage move. You can't just blame it on like, oh, I'm a teenager, I sleep a lot. Like, Maybe there's something more there. Maybe there's something you need to reevaluate and think about where that's actually coming from. And everyone's situation is different. If you need more individual advice, obviously I'm not a licensed psychiatrist or professional, just someone who has experience and a platform. So you can always reach out to me. I'll put my email and Instagram in the description. I'm always here to talk about mental health. So that's it for today. Thank you. Remember, it is what it is, but what it is is not what it will always be. I'll see you next time. Have a lovely day.